0: I probably get 400, 500 calls a year from people saying I've had this experience. but And when it's pertaining to Asbury Park, 30% are people who have
1: stayed at the Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And then I said to myself, it didn't have a face. Like in a minute, cause I was like, wait, I just didn't see it, it was dark. I'm like, right, right. no man, but somehow it didn't register. Right. It didn't have a face.
0: They had been having these strange occurrences happening every single night and they didn't like to be afraid. The husband was having problems where he was waking up at night and he felt like someone was grabbing his legs and pulling Mm. on them.
1: Do we, like, what ultimately is a ghost? Do we all end up like a ghost? What's up, everybody? Dear Abby, this is going to be a fun show. I got new people to introduce you guys to also. Uh, Natalie's here.
2: Hello, everybody.
1: And our friend Kathy is here. Hey, everybody. Now, couple of things. Um, Nat works here at the Berkeley.
2: Yes, I do. Uh,
1: she's been working very close with us. Um, she's you, you've really taken off like a rocket here. You're I've tried my best. Everyone's yeah. new favorite person. Oh wow! Just so much to talk about. <laughs> I um, It's going to be a different kind of show uh, uh, to introduce you guys to Nat, which is why Kathy is here. So. One of my favorite people in Asbury Park. Oh, thank you very so much. So why don't, before we get into this, and everyone, well, just to kind of tee it up, we've had the haunting here. One of the best episodes we ever did on Dear Albie was we did a ghost hunt at my mother's house, and it creeped living shit out of me. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. wild. Um, I've only been kind of like ghost hunt adjacent to one other ghost hunt in my entire life, which is why Kath is here. Okay. But why don't we start with just giving the folks at home, in the car or whatever, um a little bit of background about yourself what you do here in asbury because some people may have heard of you obviously well i'm very famous <laughs> and, uh, i'm very and asbury park
0: there. famous uh so my name is kathy kelly and i am the owner and proprietor of paranormal books and curiosities and the paranormal museum and uh asbury parks historic downtown district um we are i think if not the oldest retailer uh, in the downtown one of the oldest retailers we've been there for Uh, Going on 15 years, we're going into our 15th year. Um, But I am 100% dedicated uh, to the paranormal. That's what I do. I'm not a hobbyist. It's what I do for a living. I travel the world going to haunted places, um, collecting haunted artifacts, and... um, you know, one of my actually, you know, one of the reasons why I came to Asbury Park in the first place, and why I chose Asbury Park as a as a place for my business, was uh, the Berkeley.
1: Now, first of all, that's fascinating. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But how do you get into that as a as a business, and just like, what made you want to get into that in the first place?
0: You know, people always ask me, like, I, I don't, I never, I used to say that I didn't have like this aha. I used to say I didn't have a holy shit moment, right, where it was like, oh my god, something happened to me, and then I was you know, completely focused on it. Um, I, as a kid, I was just that weird kid. You know, I loved Halloween, I loved Edgar Allan Poe, I loved all the dark and stormy kinds of things. But as I got older, I started to remember something that happened to me when I was like three years old. And um, I think that kind of just jump-started this passion for understanding what happens after you die, right? Um, I also just think it's really cool you know, like there's something just really cool about it. It's, it's all about history. It's all about people. It's all about, you know, the connection between the past and now. Um, but as far as how you do it professionally, I think there's like eight people on the planet that do it professionally that don't have a TV show. Mm -hmm. I'm one of them. Right. Um, and what happened with me was I had a former career. I loved it, but I kind of hit the max of what I could do with it. Um, and when I decided, I actually just quit. I didn't, I didn't have a plan and um, I was, you know, in my mid thirties and a friend of mine said, you know, do you want to be in your mid forties making this decision? And I was like, no, I'm going to do it now.
1: Um, Did you prep people or were you like, hey, listen, I want to get into. No,
0: I didn't know that that's what I was going to do. Mm. I just knew that that's what I was ending up doing. Mm. Right. So I had decided I was going to take this year off. And I just, I'm gonna, you know, the, the year of George, I was just gonna, you know, go out and have the year of Kathy. And everything I did pertained to that. And a friend of mine who has known me since I was 10 years old um, said, you know, you gotta get a job. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta do something. Um, and I was like, I know, but I don't know what I wanna do. And uh, I'm not afraid of starting new things. I, I was always very entrepreneurial, and I come from an entrepreneurial family. You know, my parents are immigrants, and so, you know, it, it, I wasn't afraid of starting something completely new or, or jumping in a completely different direction. And um, my friend said, I don't know, you got to do something, and it has to do with the paranormal. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she's like, I don't know, but it's the only thing that you have consistently been interested in, mm-hmm. in, you know, your life. And I thought, holy shit, that's true. And my background was actually television. So I had done live sports production and Uh, contract negotiations and distribution and things like that for international sports. Um, So what I did was I looked at ratings on television and the only uh, original content that was being produced more than Major League Baseball was paranormal television shows. And and this was a long time ago. Yeah, I was going
1: to say this had to be before Housewives. Because yeah, this was a, this was a long <laughs> time ago. Little, right, well, they took that a little. Well, far. It was also
0: before. <laughs> it was also when you had basic cable, well, right? Medium so medium shows
2: were really big around. It that was that. As well. It was
0: it was it was um, fear on MTV. It was you know there was a lot of stuff that that was happening, and the ghost shows were just starting, right? So the TV shows were just starting, and I looked at that and I thought, shit, if they're if they're producing that much content, and people are consuming it then there are people out there who are as interested in this stuff as I am, and I'm going to create a place for them to go, right? And so um, I originally called it um, House of Spirits, which thank God I changed the name because Johnny Mag's opened top. Yeah, right, store. it was like bar. Um, <laughs> um, I changed the name to Paranormal just at the last minute. I changed it to Paranormal Books and Curiosities, We opened in 2008. Um, We started doing a little bit of everything like ghost tours and um, I had books on every subject and I sold ghost hunting equipment. And, you know, we did a little bit of everything. Um, And it it just grew from there and it grew because people came in and told me what they wanted Mm -hmm. and I listened to them. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that's really, really important is when people come in and say, hey, we want to do this, you figure out a way for them to do that.
1: So, you know, it's funny because we we got really just connected when we first got here to Asbury. And, you know, on the show, I don't like for as much as we talk about the Berkeley, I don't talk about, I don't don't make it about really like work and stuff a lot, you know? But when we first got here, we were very new kids on the block and we talked mm-hmm. like you were literally one of the first conversations right. that we had. Right. And it was just super, super real. Just kind of like, you know, I'm a big fan of the just the no bullshit kind of conversation. Right, right, right? right. So we clicked pretty much. right Yeah, away. that's who I am. Right. So, you know, as that's going on, um, we pulled really the haunting out of the sky last year. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a little bit <clears throat> and we had an overnight room that almost got put out there the very first thing last year it's kind of almost like no one's gonna actually buy this yeah of course but like you know we'll just have it on the site because it's kind of fun and whatever and then yeah. we'll decorate the rooms and it was the first thing that went and i yeah. was like holy shit. okay well now we've got to come up with something so i call kathy and i'm like all right listen we've got these people that are staying okay i've heard a ton of stories about this place i did a ton of research and a lot of the research was linked to you which is a big reason right. why I to have you here today. So, I'm like, all right, these guys check in. They go upstairs. The room's not decorated at all. Not an inch. We didn't for a, for a building that is right now covered in spider webs, okay? Oh my God, so many. Like covered, all right? Like we didn't put a thing up there. And they come back downstairs. And I said I asked to meet them when they checked in. So I bring them back up and I say, "Listen, there's a reason and I put him in one of the rooms. I won't say which one, mm-hmm. but it was next to a room that I had read a bunch about. Right. And I said, look, here's the story. And I bring Kathy inside. She's got her tools and stuff. Right, right. Okay. You know. She sits down. They go for like an hour doing this ghost hunt thing. And when they leave, I said to them, are you still upset that it's not decorated? Just like that. <laughs> these people, like I'm telling you, goosebumps, white, white. And I said, the ultimate test for these rooms is, are you going to stay in it? Right. The guy moved his room. Right. <laughs> Like legit The and next time surprise, we did it right? next time we did it The dude checked out <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, Of course Okay yeah. and then the
1: other people Just got wasted And just like had a good time well, yeah. But It was It was some wild wild right. stuff But So now In doing the haunting What's funny about it is We're You know Like It's something that obviously Like you know We, we host here and everything Right And production guys come in And Abracadabra's been awesome And like th- It's a haunted house You know It's, yeah. a, it's a And in, in Asbury Like I've learned you've really got to be um, very open-minded to catering to a lot of people while simultaneously having an identity that's your own. right? Right. Mm -hmm. And you you have people from all walks of life that come into it, but almost all of them say the same thing either before or after. And I'll be at the front of that line helping people check in if it gets really busy and whatever, and they'll start saying, okay, well, is this place really haunted? Is this place really haunted? And the people that probably have some of the best perspective are when you first get here. But especially when me, Chris, and Urbano first got here, we were literally alone with the exception of because it was COVID. So we got here in March right. of last year. So we had three months where it was just me, Chris, Urbano, and Steve um in the building and that was it. Just mm-hmm. like free reign of
2: the whole Well whole thing. they couldn't
1: they couldn't have
2: We there were no guests. you couldn't have guests. Yeah.
1: So we're basically just walking around cleaning the place up and I and I would say it all the time. It was like it the first time I walked into the second floor kitchen, I was like, It's the shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? so that's, that's what
2: I always say to people this is a very Stephen
0: King. It, there is hotel. there is a there you know, and I've been to all the hotels that he wrote that in. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been there is that vibe here. Yeah. There definitely is that, you know, old world something's walking these halls vibe to this place. And I got to tell you, it doesn't matter what paint you put on the walls. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what, you know, carpet you put on the floor. You just feel it, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I, it's funny because when I got here in 2007, 2008, um, I would say it was probably as empty as it was mm-hmm. in March of of uh, 2020. Um, there was a real resistance to anyone telling stories about anything happening here you know i mean other place other people that i talked to you know i did a lot of research i'm a historian by training and um you know like i take the history very seriously i got my i actually went back and got my master's in history just to kind of give myself cred to do it um other places you go and they're like yeah you know we heard these stories too or yeah people say that the kids experience it or or i believe it like if you go over to the boardwalk they 100 percent believe it um but the only one that ever threatened to sue me was the was no the way yeah no they threatened to sue me and i said because i wrote a book you know mm. a, about it and um i said listen i want to be a good neighbor i'm not trying to screw you know I'm, mm. not, I'm not trying to create a problem here um but it was you know i i think that's indicative though of people who don't embrace what they have yeah right because i i what i always say about hauntings is the people who are interested are going to know about them the people who aren't aren't until you have an experience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I would say that I probably get, I don't know, 400, 500 calls a year from people saying I've had this experience. But And when it's pertaining to Asbury Park, 30% are people who have stayed at the Berkeley mm-hmm. and had an experience and it's I you and I have talked we know we know the area that we're talking about yeah but there are multiple places <clears throat> in this town I mean in this this building mm-hmm. that have activity you know yeah, you know and you
1: feel it. it it's funny for me because like I obviously feel a very close connection to this place yeah. right? and um when I get asked that question and I get asked it a lot okay I say I mean, I don't know. And who cares if so? Right. And I will. One thing that I've. I'll tell you what. I haven't really answered this. I never said it on the podcast. I will answer the question straight up on this show. Just kind of give a little drum roll of. Has anything happened to me in this building? I will answer that at the end. Right. But um, I never looked at this like. I love history. Right. We did the Historical Society Museum in the Mm -hmm. building for that reason. Like, I'm a huge, huge, huge believer. And we got this from our dad of really understanding the place that you're in the community that you're in immersing yourself in it, and having a lot of respect for it right and to me if that's part of it that's just a lot of fun and it's really cool in its own way I really believe that yeah um and this town in general I think has such a crazy long history yeah and so many different spots uh you know around here that I'm like wow that's got kind of like a you know a spooky vibe to it at the same time like there's a hipness and a coolness to it. And like as a person that's been a part of putting a lot of the new carpet down, a lot of new paint and all that other right. stuff, it's like it's like it's fun for me in a lot of ways. But there's also like certain spots that I would never touch in a million years. Right,
0: right, right. Out of respect. That
1: right. I find like classically perfect and beautiful. But other mm. people might look at that and say that's creepy. You know right. what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun in a lot of different ways. But I think one thing to remember, too, is, look, the building's 100 years old with mm-hmm. a lot of history. Right? right. And so many things that, you know, this like the, the, even the history of the place being built is, like, crazy, crazy, crazy fascinating. Right. But, like, this is kind of new for me, though. So when you get a phone call, right, and it's not necessarily even about this place, what are they calling you for? Are they trying to make you fix something? Or,
0: like, help? You like, yeah. mean about this place? Well, no, just, no in just in general. general. So usually... There's two reasons that they're calling. The, and it's always afterwards. They're not calling me in anticipation. It's not like, hey, I'm thinking of checking into the Berkeley, but I want to make sure it's you know not haunted or it is haunted. Yeah, it's usually something has happened, scared the shit out of me mm-hmm. or it's making me uncomfortable in some way. So they're either they're looking for two, two things. One, they're looking to be told that they're not crazy mm-hmm. And two, they're looking to be told that it's it's okay. You know, like, like, it's They're okay. Safe. We're going to, we, there are things they can do to mitigate. If it's something that's going on, you know, that's happening over and over. Mm. Okay. Are there things I can do to make it better? Right. Um, and sometimes there aren't, you just have to change your perspective, you know? Well, um, it's
1: never like, oh, wow, that's just a, a pipe. Like that's just a leaky pipe. <laughs> when I, I, oh, I've gone,
0: I'll, t- I'll tell you, I had an investigation very early in my, in kind of my full-time career of doing this, um, where I had a. A, an elderly couple um, call us out. Uh, it was actually, a, I think, it was their grandson, and he was a student over at Monmouth University. And he's like, "Listen, my grandfather is having a lot of trouble. I think there's something going on in his house. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's a war hero, and and he's not, he doesn't believe in any of this stuff, but he's afraid. When you hear that someone's afraid, you know, you have to be a special kind of a jerk not to want to go yeah. and help mm-hmm. them, right? So I said, "Oh, no problem. Let's go check it out." So the first thing that I always do is. I always do a, a kind of intensive investigation um, um, interview I want to know who you are I want to understand you know am I, am I just trying to convince you of something or, or is something really happening are you yeah, you know are, are you are you planning on watching me run around in the dark while you and your friends have a couple of glasses of wine because I'm not into that yeah. you know um, and I, when I talked to this guy and he he you know I mean he was like you know, he was a former marine, and you're never a former Marine. Excuse mm, me. Right. He was a marine. Um, and his wife, he was about eighty four, eighty five years old. His wife was about fifteen years younger than him, but she had also been, um, I think she was in the Air Force. So she was also military and like in shape and in charge, and, you know, their their house, everything was perfectly put together. Um, but they had been having these strange occurrences happening every single night. And honestly, it was scaring the shit out of them. Mm. And, um, and they didn't like to be afraid. So I talked to them. And when I was talking to them, I was like, you know, these, these people are legit. Something's happening to them. Something is really happening to them. So we made arrangements to come back another night. We brought in all of our equipment. I brought in uh, three or four different investigators. One of the things that they were claiming was that as they were falling asleep, um, right around the same time every night, they would hear someone walking around in the kitchen. And their bedroom was right off of the kitchen. And, um, you know, the f- the husband was more elderly, and I think he slept medicated. But the wife would get up, and she had this samurai sword. Nice. And she would <laughs> run out with it. And she was, so she was badass, you yeah. know. Not too much to say. Awesome. but no. she was just like, eh. But when she would run out there, there wouldn't be anybody there. And so she started to realize, well, this is something I, <clears throat> I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the husband was having problems where he was waking up at night and he felt like someone was grabbing his legs and mm-hmm. pulling on them. So we go in and uh, um, I realized most of the stuff is environmental. So I, I put people around the house. We have our cameras set up and everything. So I go in and I lay down in their bed and they're staying someplace else for the night. And um, one of my investigators is laying next to me and you know we're wide awake, but we're being quiet and we get to that time of the night. And I'm like, um, holy shit is somebody walking around <laughs> outside I could hear it too mm-hmm. and it sounded like someone was walking back and forth in the kitchen and it was coming up it sounded like it was coming up to the door and then fading away and honestly I was like he's not kidding there's really something there so um so I get up I, I you know I have somebody out in the kitchen and I'm like what's are, is there anybody out there anybody walking around no no nobody's walking around so Ultimately, after about 45 minutes, we realized what it was. And, it, you know, spoiler alert, it was not a ghost. Aww. It was the refrigerator. And when <laughs> it would click on at night, it was rocking oh, back and that, forth. That had jacked them up so bad. And it sounded exactly like someone walking. But you had to be, everything had to be completely quiet, right? Could you imagine being so, that terrified and it's your refrigerator? Right, 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 but, you know, in a way, because I was able to show him that... I took him seriously. I took his claim seriously. I did the investigation. When I told him it was the refrigerator, I was then able to say to him, and I think you have neuropathy in your legs. I think you need to see a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, because he was counting, he was having these two divergent experiences, and, but putting them together yeah. and thinking that there was some causality between them. And so, you know, yeah. I mean, sometimes you go in, I'll, I won't say a lot of times you go in, And it's not a spirit, you know, Um, but then, you know, in the, I don't know, 1500 investigations I've done, I can think of off the top of my head, five or six that I went in thinking it's going to be the refrigerator Mm. and coming out being like it wasn't the refrigerator and 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 being utterly convinced Mm. that those people were dealing with something that that you know they couldn't just unplug you know and um so where
1: do you land with that like like what's the most intense experience you've had period
0: so first off i'm going to tell you there are a lot of people who will tell you you know you can hire you know you can bring in a witch or you can bring in a person you go different people Mm -hmm. of different faiths and different um you know belief systems to come in and cleanse your house and do different things like that. And I agree, you can, Mm -hmm. you know, people can come in and do different things. Um, I'm of a mind that it's a lot easier to learn to live with something than it is to get rid of it. Okay. Because it's like people, if they just, they're, they're people, right? So if they decide to stay, they're going to stay. But the most intense one that I had was actually a family that was, it was a young family. It was a couple. They had two children. They would bought this house, not that far from here. Um, She had come to me in July and I was really busy, it was the summer. And I always have a rule, right? You're not haunted in October. If mm. you call me in October, yeah. not in, October <laughs> in October, right? So it's like, if you call me in July. That gag's too easy. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, it's, I'm way too busy and, and I'm not gonna do it. Um, she called me in July, she called me in August, she called me in September, finally she called me again in December. And she and I have this rule where I say to, to people, okay, great, if, if this is going on, the first step we're gonna do is you're gonna keep a journal. Because if you can't be bothered to keep a journal, I can't be bothered to come out and check the place. Yeah, it's a lot hours. of work. It's a lot of work to do one of these investigations. So she said to me, "I actually have been," and she emailed it to me. And I was like, "Oh, okay. Holy shit! There's some. You know, like there's something. Mm-hmm. She, this is. She's afraid. She, she's afraid enough about this, or concerned enough about this. She's been paying real attention to it. Plus, she'd contacted me for four months." Um, she sent it to me. I looked at it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna go check this out." So we, we went out to her house. Um, I think they're they were concerned because their their kids had started to report seeing someone, oh, seeing boy. a person walking into their room. That's fairly common mm. when when stuff like this happens. <clears throat> um, I went in. There's lots of different equipment that you can bring. Usually, I don't really rely that much on equipment, but people want to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to see the cameras, they want to see the bells and the whistles. I just kind of go in and, and, and see what I see, feel what I feel, and um, my team will have the equipment. And we had this—we had a camera called an SLS camera, which is one of those cameras. Um, you know, it's—it's it's like how the Kinect works on Xbox. It's how your avatar gets on the screen. So the little camera sends out, uh, you know. Um, lights and it reads data that comes back and you know sometimes you point it at something and there's not a person that you can see but the camera sees a person and it it comes back so um, we were there, we were sitting down uh, they had left, they had sent the kids to the grandparents and they had I had asked that they leave because um, the husband was really into it, you know really really into it so I said you can come back early but you have to leave in the beginning Um, and Almost everyone on my team saw the same thing, which it looked like we were sitting in one room, and we th- saw what looked like a man run from one room to where the garage is. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I'm so. sitting there, and I was just like, I'm, you know, hey guys, just to uh, just, you know, checking your temperature. Anybody else see a guy run from the living <laughs> room to the garage? Every one of them was like, Yeah, I, that's exactly what I saw. We all went to the same place. We go out to the garage. So we bring the SLS out. And um, I don't do research on a pro- on a property before I go in because mm-hmm. I want to get the data. I don't want it to. I don't want to to inform what I experience there. Mm-hmm. So we have the SLS. We go out to the the garage and we see what looks like on the camera a body kind of suspended from the ceiling. Oof. So you know we start talking to it to see if it, it'll respond to us or you know can you get down and, and it looks like it gets down and it, it's walking around. It's kind of creepy, right? Yeah. A little yeah. so um, we go upstairs to where the the kids are seeing things we bring an EMF detector and and we're measuring electromagnetic field and what we realize is that none of the outlets in the house have any kind of insulation on them mm. so the so there's a lot of this this electricity kind of going out, and it can cause you to feel paranoia. It can mm-hmm. cause you to feel claustrophobic. So I'm like, okay, that's a that's something we can take care of right away. You just call an electrician. That'll mm-hmm. take care of it. But while we're up there, we have a person on our team who um, we have a EVP recorder and a person on our team who claims to have some psychic ability. And so we're doing EVP recordings. We're trying to get voices, and we get three names on the recorder and. Um, now we're going to wrap it up for the night, right? We're going to take what we have. And we're going to go back the names that came through were uh, Pauly Nikki and Danny, okay? So just like that though, right? I actually thought the first name was Polly, but it was Pauly so We don't tell them what we've seen. We're going to come back in a couple of days and talk to them about it so I start doing research And when I do research, it's like, you know, some people in police departments, they check things for Mm -hmm. you. You do some stuff online. But, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of it is pulling in favors and Mm -hmm. trying to get people to do stuff for you. Um, So it turns out that that particular that particular home's address had been changed. The number had been changed because there had been a suicide there six years prior. A man named Paul killed himself. He hung himself in the garage. I'm actually getting chills thinking yeah, about it right crazy. now. I'm feeling he, a little uncomfortable. He yeah. hung himself in the garage in a fit of depression. Right? Aww. He had two daughters, Daniela and Nicole, mm-hmm. Nikki and Danny. And when we went back to tell them this, I use, I'm used to going back and being like, no, it was the pipes, yeah, you right. know, like you yeah. said. Yeah. I went back and I had to say, I, I do think that there's something here and essentially all we were able to do is then kind of just talk to the house and say if you have a message for your daughter we know you made this decision you know you made a permanent you know you you made a mistake mm. but you don't have to stay here and, um, we saged the house and and we went ended up going back a couple of times. Um, we definitely told them to get the insulation put in the light switches and everything like that, and about four months later, she contacted me, and she was just like, "Listen, it's been awesome. The house has been great. We do from time to time see things or experience things, but essentially, what we did was we said, "You know, Paul, you don't have to go if you don't want to, but you're scaring these people. Mm-hmm. So just chill, just be quiet <laughs> you <know>?
1: <laughs> so like what what?" then like i'm trying to ask the question the right way do we like what ultimately is a ghost do we all end up like a ghost all right fam community we love you so much we're still in italy very 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 special sponsor and very special reader today
3: hey guys official mrs manzo here and i'm ready to talk about one skin with you guys If you're always on the hunt for the latest and most advanced skincare technology to keep your skin healthy and looking its best, then you'll want to keep listening. Support for today's episode comes from OneSkin, founded by a team of four female longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. After testing over 900 peptides, they discovered OS1. OS1 peptide is significantly proven to target aging, also called Stells, the main source of skin aging, and actually truly reduces the biological age of skin by several years and can even slow down aging in younger skin. Their flagship product, OS1 Face, is clinically validated to improve firmness, fine lines, and overall tone and appearance. And you know we all love that. In a space that's so saturated with overhyped topical skincare products, One Skin stands out by targeting the root cause of skin aging, not just the surface level signs to promote healthier skin from the inside out. One Skin can be used on its own or combined with your current favorite routine products. It's vegan, cruelty-free, fragrance-free, and it's got the skin-safe seal of approval, meaning it's suitable for even the most sensitive skin. I have super sensitive skin, so I'm very reluctant to use certain products. And this product, I felt honestly, did not give me any sort of rash or anything like that and i find that before your wedding that's super important for a limited time our listeners can get 15% off on one skin with our code dear at oneskin.co that's dearalbi at oneskin.co. My favorite part about the OneSkin products, they don't create a temporary reduction in aging. You know, treating the symptoms rather than the root cause of aging has long been the norm. Most skincare available on the market is designed to provide temporary reduction in visible signs of aging, addressing the surface symptoms of an underlying decline in skin health. OneSkin's mission is the best. They believe in purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that is more resilient to the aging process. And that's why their skincare is seriously next level. You all know I just got married and I needed my skin to be in tip-top shape for these photos, so I started using these products about a month and a half before, and honestly, I definitely saw a difference, and I'm excited to see where it's going to take me moving forward with my skin, because, you know, this I'm almost 30 this year. I got to be looking fresh. One Skin's the world's first skin longevity company. One Skin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root cause of aging, so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at the discounted rate. Get 15% off with code dearalby at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with dearalby. We only have one body, one skin, and only one you can choose to make better. Age healthy with one skin.
1: Wow, Mrs. Banzo first one in. Ciao, river there. She Hey, really quick. it has been amazing episodes coming for you guys. Community, I love you to death. Wish you guys were here. Love you all to death. So much to tell you. Hey, it was a good day, guys.
3: I don't think so, Mm -hmm. right? And
0: I, I, I told you that story, but I'm still not convinced, right. right? So I still go into the next case. Like, I still don't know. Ex- I'm presenting a story to you that to me is compelling because there's evidence. Yeah. It's evidentiary. But I don't know. You yeah, know right. what I mean? Um, and, and it would be wrong of me to to, to mm-hmm. make anyone think that I mm-hmm. do. But I don't think we all end up wandering around mm-hmm. earthbound, kind of, you know, going through... Sec- I think... Yeah. I think I think there's a lot more freedom mm-hmm. after, you know, afterwards, and I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of memory, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not sure there's a whole lot of like I'm gonna stay and I really like I really like the mats or I really like you know yeah. like that. But someone like Paulie, mm-hmm. who I think made a terrible choice, because he was in a terrible place. Um, I think his he was so focused on what he was doing that he stayed in that moment. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's living... It's like, I don't think he's reliving his life. I think he's reliving that
1: yeah. 45 Yeah, like, so like, how, do you, how do you think... Yeah, that's. Kind of, I think it's probably a better way of, of asking the question. Like, how do you, like... What is your interpretation of... Because obviously, I mean, you, you believe ghosts and paranormal yeah, things exist, I, you know, right? Yeah,
0: I, I definitely think there's something, yeah.
1: So, like, what do you... Th- your interpretation of that ultimately is what it's a consciousness that's like
0: like I think that's still open for debate I think I think it's not one thing Mm -hmm. I think it's there's a bit of a wild west to it I Mm -hmm. think that there I think there's definitely been times where I do believe the consciousness survives I mean and that's what everyone is talking about right when you're talking about you're talking about the survival of personality after Mm -hmm. death it's like when people say to you I believe you know We all go, energy can't be created or, you know, destroyed. Mm -hmm. We all go back to the great, you know, power source. And it's like, okay, but I don't want to be a power source. Mm -hmm. I want to be Kathy. You know, and I have had experiences that lead me to believe that that's certainly possible. Mm -hmm. That there's at least certain people that that does happen to. Um, And I'll tell you, you know, when you're dealing with like psychic phenomena versus hauntings or or like a paranormal uh, investigation or something like that. I don't even like saying paranormal investigation, but you know, um, it's more like a safari. But um, you know, when you talk to certain mediums and things like that, I got to tell you, there's data that comes out, there's information that comes out that's really compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other people who will say, you know, um, no, we we, we reincarnate, mm-hmm. and I don't, you know, I'm not sure. Right. I but I don't think it's linear. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think there's a I think there are options. Mm-hmm. Um, And I I don't think it's rigid either. Like, you know, you're born into this on this planet and you pretty much have to follow a certain based on where you're born. You kind of have to follow a certain structure pattern. I'm not sure that that's the case. Right. On the other side.
1: So now with that, like, so do you cover a lot? Like, for instance, I've had a lot of people write into the show, ask me to do shows on uh, psychics and mediums Mm -hmm. and like. For whatever reason, lately, and this kind of came up a little bit after I think we were talking about sending mom to Salem, like witchcraft in general. It's because of TikTok. So, so like. i yeah. that's
2: like, why the interest is so escalated at this moment. What the hell is because going on on TikTok? Because on We're TikTok, casting spells on TikTok? Yes. What do you mean? There's a that- whole other side of TikTok that's like called witch talk. And uh-huh. it's people that are coming on. And a lot of them are full of shit. I'm right. not going to lie. And they're making things up and trying to educate people with their quote unquote spells and mm. right. our shit. But there's this whole witch talk where people are giving tips and tricks, and you know, yeah. use this from your garden or use this from yeah. your spice cabinet witch, to like make somebody has obsessed with been you.
0: Growing, as a interest for the last four or five years, and so has uh, tarot. Right, tarot. Really, so really, many really big. Yeah. fake
2: bullshit yeah. tarot readers on TikTok. So I
0: there's still a. Them. There's a. First of all, it you know what? It's cool, right? It's it seems cool from the perspective of interest in witchcraft though it's it's also like this idea that you're tapped into or you're you know you're somehow connected to both the physical world and the spiritual world, mm-hmm. and and witchcraft kind of encompasses that, right? Mm-hmm. Most people would consider consider themselves to be either a hedge witch or or like a you know a, a green witch, witch, a kitchen or... witch, or something along those lines. And there's something I think honestly I think it's because people feel a lack of spirituality in their lives, mm-hmm. and 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 I don't mean that to be like like foo foo or anything. I, I think. I think there's a calling to it, right? Mm-hmm. And I do think the last year mm-hmm. has has kind of been like, listen. I watched everything on Netflix. I watched The Tiger King. You know what? And now they've people have kind of branched out into other things. Um, but you know, listen. There are things that were considered psychic or spiritual or, and all of these are just interchangeable mm-hmm. words. But there are things that were considered that that there's absolutely empirical scientific evidence that that there is a you know that there's a there's a real something really occurring Mm -hmm. you know for instance like um prayer you know um i'm i'm not a religious person um i don't you know i was born and raised catholic but that's about the extent of it um but there's there's the study of noetics which is is essentially the study of faith and belief on the physicality of of people's uh lives and they've done research you know empirically accepted research where you have someone who's sick in Helsinki and you have people in California praying for them and that person doesn't know it but at the assigned time their EKG changes right Mm. so that's crazy you know when you think about that um but it's also science, you know, like like it's just something that we haven't discovered yet. these and I think that when it comes to witchcraft, and I think I think psychic phenomena is this, I think mediumship is this, is that there is some kind of maybe it's an electronic pulse, maybe it's some kind of, you know, Maybe it's some kind of energy fiber that that does interconnect all of us. And some people are better able to read those things Mm -hmm. than others. Like, you know people whose hunches you trust, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, I know there are people where I'm like, I just want you to read this and tell me what you think of it. And Mm -hmm. whatever they think, I think because of whatever. And some people would call that... Good instinct. Mm-hmm. Some people would call that psychic phenomena, but I do agree with you. I think TikTok has had a huge influence on it. I think also there's been this very interesting
2: like resurgence of like 90s culture. Yeah. And in the 90s, as a, a young little girl that I was at the time, mm-hmm. there was a very big popularity around witch movies. Mm-hmm. Right. The Craft, Practical Magic. Because
0: it's in, an inherently female and now they're power like thing. nostalgic right.
2: films right. and, and their cult classics, and those are things that people in in our demographic kind of are revisiting and they're being but now remade and they're being remade yeah, but now Sabrina. we're older too so mm-hmm. now that there's this like witch trend and then couple that with all of these movies that we used to love as kids and, and now it's kind of like well are we witches i don't know well remember we wh- and
0: witchcraft is about <laughs> power and and not, not yeah. negative power it's about the empowerment no, of the it's individual this, like, feminine like right strength. right the, the the power of, of kind of kind of you know hold kind of um grabbing hold of an inherent you know power that is connected to everything in the uh, in the world and when you look at like charmed charmed was a huge oh, movie God, so, so it's good. not but it's pop culture follows right mm-hmm. it doesn't lead yes. right so so there was that kind of there was a need for that or a desire for that and and then writers fill that yes. right um but you know, like you had the, the, the Twilight franchise. I mean, look at Harry Potter. You know, Harry Potter kind of, the, the whole witches and, and, and. There's always that, that kind magic happening. Right, there's. And, happening. And, and, and there's a part of us that not only wants to believe in it, but there's a part of all of us that does.
2: It like makes you feel better a little. Right, and the idea- Some of it's just fun, but some of it is like a little hopeful, especially if you don't believe in organized religion. And the idea that- something else to look to.
0: Right, and the idea that you can walk into your garden Mm -hmm. and grow something that will make your cold feel better. There's something magical about that, especially with us because we're so disconnected from that. Mm -hmm. We go to CVS or we go to Rite Aid to get something that makes our cold feel better. Of course- it's all based on you know herbal medicine. Mm-hmm. So the idea that that you can go out into your garden in the moonlight and you know bask in it, but then also brew this tea that you grew and feel better about it, you're, you're just going to feel more empowered. But yeah, I mean, and I, I'll tell you, I was up uh, I was up in Salem um, last weekend. Oh, how was that? And it crowded. Was I bet packed. Yep. <laughs> there were lines to, to shop. You know, and that's always how I imagined it here, mm-hmm. you know, like growing the kind of the folklore of Asbury Park to, to kind of have that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you could wait online for 45 minutes to spend money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and there are, I can't even tell you how many witch shops in-, in uh, I have in friends that lived in Salem, Salem yeah. briefly before they got
2: married, like after they graduated college, and- they don't even want to talk about it not, they hate Halloween. No, 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 not in Halloween. They never want to go back yeah. <laughs> they just they can't stand you it. you can't park you they can't won't do watch anything. hocus pocus right. <laughs> not, literally
0: nothing they never even want to speak well to hocus pocus is responsible a lot for for 100 the good feeling about witches
2: too a hundred percent
1: so a couple things and we don't have to get too deep on it now uh, i think we'll close on this stuff number one i'm interested in you, know, you were because we talked a lot about you saying um you've never done a proper hunt here at the berkeley mm-hmm. um which I think we need to change. We're going to yeah. change that. Awesome. I th- we got to get some cameras in here though to do that. We're going to do it. for gonna do it. We're going to do it right. So right. Fun. No, that's because the way to do it. Yeah. I, I'm going to be I telling everybody like you know stories after they're not going to believe me. But you said that the Berkeley was a big part of the 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 reason that you were inspired to come to Asbury. So yeah. what was the reason for that?
0: So there were three different ghost stories that um, that brought me to Asbury Park. Mm. Um, one of them I I now own. It's in, it's the building that I'm in. Mm. Um, and I waited for that one. Um, the other were the shipwrecks that are, were along the, the, the boardwalk, which, um, you know, the stories are, are out there. And I've, I've written extensively about them, but so have other people. But the Berkeley at the time was known as the Berkeley Carteret. Mm. And it was the only continually operating hotel in Asbury Park in 2008. It was the only hotel in mm. Asbury Park. Oh, true. Um, and... I had read and talked to some people who had had so many different experiences here. Most of them were were musicians. And you have this idea that musicians are going to be like flighty and everything, but they're not. Mm. You know, they have to stay up late. So, you know, like they they usually are pretty quiet during the day. And there was almost nobody in this, you know, in this place ever, Mm. um, except for whoever was playing at the Pony Mm. or whoever's playing at at the original Asbury Lanes. and the stories that I heard from them is what really compelled me to come here. In addition to the history of the place, because the Berkeley's history is like a winding—it's like a crazy winding road. It's like if you gave a chihuahua, a, you know, crack and said run down the road. <laughs> it's all over the place. It has been everything from the premiere hotel resort hotel destination on the east coast which is what it was originally right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and which is what it is now <laughs> um we'll get there but <laughs> it was also a hospital mm-hmm. it was a military hospital mm-hmm. and you don't hear a lot about that because they don't talk about that I right i just
2: found that out the other day yeah. i feel like i think uh Corey and i were looking up like Hotel history it was almost impossible
0: to find that. Yeah, okay? it took us a while. I had to, and when I was originally doing it, I actually had to write to the government mm-hmm. to get the information. About I actually it had because, some
1: pretty crazy pictures.
0: And and, and, yeah. the, and so imagine twelve or thirteen years ago when mm. none of this stuff was really available, um, but the stories that came out of it, and because it was also, I think it was an SRO at some point too, but because it was, uh, it's it it had a. It had a continuous history when a lot of Asbury Park didn't. Mm-hmm. And the continuous history, all of it, was very, very compelling because it was never people who knew each other telling the story. Mm. It was like some it was like, I was there in 1978 and this happened. I was there in 1998 and this happened. Mm-hmm. I was there in 2008 and it happened. Um, and you know, the other thing about the Berkeley is is when you walk through it, you know it's a beautiful place it, it, really it is, is it is a it is a from an architectural standpoint I mean I don't know that you could. I don't know that there's a place that matches it. You it know? has so much and, character. It has so the much character. It's and it's so utterly unique. Yeah. You know, the, its design is. But the, the you know it was it was the preponderance of the stories. One story in spe- in, in particular, which I won't tell because <laughs> I don't want to. You know, I don't want. What ends up happening then is people become so focused on that. Yeah. That they don't. Um, that they don't want to talk about anything else. Yeah. Right. And, and then, of course, you know, you end up in that room, and you
1: know, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, you know, that that's the one that you know people do tend to uh, uh, come up and bring up to me a lot. But it, people will will say, and I don't know. I, I'm like I'm I'm like you, right? I, I don't really look at anything and have a a, a set real. Like you know, when it's out in the ether, Mm -hmm. kind of kind of a thing. I'm not like, oh, well, this must be, you know, it must be a the ghost thing is real or this or it's that. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of open minded to a lot of different, you know, potential aspects of it. But when we first got here, like I said, it's really easy to walk around now and forget what it was like when we first arrived. Nobody there because it was just you know so empty. So many places that were like we we didn't know anybody. We didn't have really. You know, we had a, a number of things we thought we wanted to do, but, you know, we're, we're reacting to COVID for the first time and all right, this really. other stuff. Um
0: And you didn't know, like, six months, eight months, one. you know, when's it going to happen? Yeah, it uh, and,
1: and it was just so out in the, up in the air. We didn't know if we were going to be able to stay here. There right. was so much. You know, we just knew that we loved the town and we thought the building was awesome. Right. And... You know obviously still do and that's only really intensified right and and they've been really great like when we first got here it was a lot of rolling the eyes well you guys are only gonna be there for a couple of months right, and then right, that'll right. be that yeah. and then you know obviously we fell in love with it and things have been going the way it's going and that's great and we're gonna be taking on more stuff and that's very very exciting but when we first got here there were definitely some things that were sticking out to mm-hmm. me like that was like oh yeah like that's this that's that and I kind of shrugged it off and keep keep it moving and we got crazy, crazy, crazy busy. Crazy busy. And I am like a little, like when it comes to the ghost stuff, a little skittish, to be honest mm. with you, since I was a kid. My my parents were playing or my mom was playing Ouija with my aunts one time. Oh, and that jacked whoa. me up forever. <laughs> no Ouija for me. So I'm walking through a hallway. And usually when people hit me up now, like, have you experienced, anything? ah, nah, you know, yeah, well, one time. All right. Mm-hmm. So the answer is yes. And this is what happens. And this is where I now base my theory on, on, you know, I guess the paranormal, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. There was a period of time where I was feeling like I was almost being um, helped out. Mm-hmm. Like a certain song would play all the time when I would walk into a room. And we couldn't figure out how the speakers worked yet. So it's not even like we had a playlist. Like, right. But we would get things working and then all of a sudden something would work. You know, something would right. come on and like. But when you enter the room, this would happen or this would happen, whatever. So I'm walking down a back hallway in the kitchen after we closed. And we had to close everything at 10 uh, uh, back then because of COVID stuff. And basically, this is like a T-shaped hallway. Mm -hmm. So I'm coming on the right side. And then in the middle, there's another hallway that goes down into the restaurant. On the far left is the kitchen. As I make the turn, now we're hiring people left and right back then. There's a guy that comes in. He's got beige pants and a green shirt and, like, muscularly built dude. And I'm, like, looking down. I have, I think, my head on my phone or something. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, we hired somebody else. I'm like, you know, this guy came to work dressed. He's, like, put together. That's great news, That's right? Nice. Everyone else is wearing shorts. He makes a right down the base of the hallway, okay? Now, this hallway is about – 30 feet long.
0: Right.
1: He had about maybe three or four steps on me. He's not getting to the end of the hallway. Okay. And he's wearing like black shoes and it's like clicking. Mm -hmm. Right. I hear it. I see him like this is I saw him. Okay. Mm -hmm. He goes down the hallway. I look to my left. There's nobody there. No one there. Right. (laughs) And I don't even stop. Okay. I keep walking and I scream out loud. I'm way too busy for this shit. And I make a right. Okay. Okay. Haven't seen anything since. All right. Now, then about a couple of weeks later, I read about the hospital. Mm -hmm. We do the haunting. Okay urbano comes down dressed and this is if you go to the haunting website right now it's a video that's oh on my there god, urbano I've seen comes down dressed like an old army Yep
0: Oh my that's, god That's what you were talking I'm like I know what this it's is It's
1: exactly what the <laughs> outfit was and then I thought about it and I was like I saw the entire person but I'm realizing I didn't see their face Right And then I said to myself it didn't have a face Like in, in a minute cuz I was like wait I just didn't see it, it was dark I'm wait, like no wait. man they're but somehow it didn't register Right It didn't have a face And I was like Holy shit And Like a week later I have this one on tape Urbano is sitting in the back room Wearing that outfit randomly mm-hmm. You know After the haunting um, And somebody grabs his ass No Yeah Like out of nowhere He's like He goes what <laughs> And I have that on tape Yeah I have to ask him. I think I've talked about that on the show before But, we think the ghost. but basically the, Whatever the ghost is If it's still here He's into Urbano He's into bon- Urbano Well yeah. that
0: doesn't surprise me very such a guy, but when when you were talking about the style of dress, I'm like, I know where this is. I know, yep. I know where this is. And I,
1: I saw when I looked it up, it was exactly what they were wearing.
0: When we when we were here, um, we were up in one of the ballrooms and we did a you know we did a quick uh, EVP, um, you know was we had a lot of people there, so it's, it's but we got a couple of recordings of voices. Two two names came through, and one of them was um was uh, said uh, one of them said. Um, they and one of them said stop and when I said well, why do you want us to stop and they said um, it literally said I have to get up
1: early to go fishing nice and oh, so we
0: got wow. a really long no I mean
1: the, so they they basically sure. work here I mean that's no not, they're, they're here. here definitely no. living no, here. Not, here honestly yeah. but when I, when I say it all the time like if anybody would have experienced a ton of things by now it's, it's, it's me um, for like as late as I'm here like by myself Terrifying,
2: honestly. I don't know how you do it.
1: I, I'm it into it. It gets dark
2: outside, and I'm like, nah, You know go what? It's
1: but there's just something about this place that like really makes you, I think, fall in love with it. It's a, it's a really you know. And you feel safe here. Too.
0: You feel safe here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say it's that. I think it's 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 that I feel connected to it. But that's what I mean. mean. Like yeah. this is your
0: place. You know,
1: you know I, I, like, f- I feel like we, you know, uh, yeah, I feel like we're attached to it. Right. You know, in right. its own way. So, but we're gonna do a real one. Yeah, on tape Yeah. Thank you for coming in. Thanks
0: so much for having me. This Love you so of fun. much. <laughs> we're
1: gonna have you on a lot now. Yeah, cursed. I'm excited. You know, but thank you guys for listening. A different kind of show, but this was fun. I know a lot of you guys are, uh, uh, but this is the teeing up to the big one. We're gonna get, um, you know, we're gonna get Kathy your Wish. And Let's hope that I don't regret it and scare everybody <laughs> from staying here. But I don't think we will. I think everyone's gonna be into it. So excited again. Catch you guys later.